0: Thanks for tuning into localjobnetwork.com radio, where you can find all of your favorite employment-related shows. I'm your host, Katie Chesney, and you've tuned in to Job Search Guide. Today, we're taking an in-depth look at how you can prepare for your next interview and be successful. And to do that, we'll be looking at a checklist of seven items that you should check off before your next interview. And joining us to talk about this is Hallie Crawford, and she is a career coach, speaker, job search expert, and owner of HallieCrawford.com. You know, one of the first things that I wanted to ask you is why it's so essential for a job seeker to be prepared when they start their job interviews.
1: Sure. A lot of different reasons. I think, number one, even when people like think they know all the answers to the questions, let's say, or mm-hmm. whatever you know, if they feel really confident, we get nervous. And unless you're prepared and have practiced like some of your responses, the stories of success and you know challenges and all of that, you need to have it down pat so that you don't seize up during the interview because it's a natural thing to get really nervous. And then also when you're prepared, you're going to feel more confident just in general, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I know what I want to say, all of that. So you'll exude that energy, which is critically important as well. And what I find too, is when you've practiced and prepared, you know, the material, so to speak, so well, and you know yourself so well, that you're not going to ramble. Because one of the things that people will do when they get nervous too, is they'll talk too much and start rambling. And then they'll run out of interview time and not have the time to, you know, say the critical things they want to.
0: Now, you would put a video out there. um, It's on your website. You just give seven quick hitting interview tips for people so they can be prepared when they go into their interviews. And the first one that you were talking about was to read about the company. So could you expand more on what your thoughts were with that and how you should really go about doing that as a job seeker?
1: Absolutely. So one of the first things I think people obviously think of to do, hopefully, is they you know, clearly read the job description. Mm-hmm. And most of us will also look on the company website to do their research. That's fantastic. But what you also need to do now, because of social media, but in terms of researching the company, is number one, go ahead and look and see if they have a LinkedIn profile see if they tweet anything else to find out more about the company. Do they have a Facebook page, et cetera? Because there could be information about like kind of the soft stuff that you might learn Mm -hmm. about what people think of them or, you know, something that they don't have on their website because it's not like the hardcore, you know, marketing that you could either bring up during the interview or if nothing else, it will give you a sense of what the company is doing, what they're about right now and where they're going. And then the second thing to do in terms of research, not, you know, even beyond looking at just their website, is to see if you can find articles written about them in the media. Have they been in the media or in the news in the past several years for any reason? With smaller companies, maybe not as much, but it's worth a look because if there's something important that you want to either demonstrate that you know your stuff or bring up during the course of the interview, then you need to have that.
0: hmm Would you ever recommend looking a company up, especially if it's one that provides a service or if they have a storefront on a review website like Yelp?
1: Yes, absolutely. I think that's a great idea, too. That kind of would fall into the social media category, Mm -hmm. so to speak. No, it's not exactly that. But absolutely, that's where, like I was saying on Facebook, you can kind of hopefully get a sense of what people think about them. And so any of those, like, Yelp, I think there are Google reviews now, like, you know, if it's a destination type of place, Travelocity, you know, whatever. But absolutely, those are good things to look at, too.
0: Now, when you're doing this, should you be taking notes and really, or just really internalizing, you know, what you're reading about just to have a general sense? Or should you have a couple of key specific things that you might want to jot down so you can remember to just have in your back pocket to reference if you need to?
1: Absolutely. I would write things down. And like you said, though, only two or three things, not 10 things, because so that's okay. going to be more confusing than helpful, but two or three things that you find either interesting and you want to bring up, hey, I noticed this, and you could incorporate it into your plan that you present to them like, hey, I noticed this, and this is something that I would incorporate into you know, the social media strategy, if that's the, the job you're applying for, because you can use it during the interview to kind of show them not just that you know what's going on and you're paying attention and can do your homework but that you've thought about how you might do your job based on that information. And that's even better.
0: You know, and the second thing that you had mentioned in that video was to compare your resume to the job description. And we've already talked a little bit about how you're going to thoroughly read that job description. So this is just taking it one step further and comparing yourself to that job description, right?
1: You know, everybody does look at the job description and sometimes people will jot down notes fantastic. Mm-hmm. What I like people to do is go a step further, go line by line with each thing they talk about in the description and compare it to your resume. And the reason why I have people do this is it helps them internalize, here's why I'm qualified and how so. But then also really importantly, what are the possible gaps? So it's for them to think like the employer If I were looking at this person's resume, what might I, A, be curious about and B, might be concerned about in terms of experience they may not have or whatever it is, if that's the case for you, because you want to be prepared to respond to those kinds of possible concerns. And I actually even suggest bringing them up. It's kind of like... Yeah, and and it depends on the situation. But here's the thing if you're getting close to the end of the interview, one of the questions I like people to ask is something like Are there any concerns you might have or hesitations you might have about hiring me that I can answer and bring it out there? Now, I don't want you to sit in the interview and point out why you're not qualified. That's not the point. Mm -hmm. But if there are things that you feel are glaring that you know that they're going to be concerned about or wonder, I would address it later on during the interview in a confident way because if you know they're thinking it, you want to have airtime and a chance to actually address it even if they don't bring it up.
0: Now this kind of goes in line with the third thing you mentioned in that video and that was to have a bulleted list of what you want to accomplish. And I think you might be able to determine what that list should include when you're looking at your resume and comparing it to that job description. So what are some of the things that you should put on that list as far as what you want to accomplish?
1: On the list, it would be You want to make sure that you've got, okay, even if they don't ask me, for example, this question about, or a question about past experience related to a campaign or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, social media campaign, you want to make sure that you bring that up because you know it's important for the job. Also, sometimes interviewers, like I've had clients go into interviews before and the interview isn't as formal. And they get kind of lulled into a sense of, oh, this is just going to be conversational and I don't have to worry about selling myself, which is not true. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that you have these are the five reasons, you know, basically why you should hire me. These are the most important things that I want them to know about me, whether it's a past specific experience that may not be on your resume that you want to bring up, but you might forget because you're nervous or it's something like there's a possible gap in, you know, experience that you want to make sure you bring up. Those five things need to be things that you absolutely don't want to walk out of the door without having said.
0: All right. And what about some stories that you should be sharing during the interview cuz they they always like to ask about, you know, tell me something that you do really well, but maybe something that you also aren't very good at or where you think you need to improve. Should you prepare stories that kind of show you know, an example of you being successful, something of you failing, and maybe something of where you've been challenged? So I suggest the success, absolutely, right? Because that's, you know, you want
1: to shine and, and mm-hmm. show when you've done well. But the challenge is important too, and the failure is important as well. Now, I okay. wouldn't have like five stories of failure, but the challenge is good because it's demonstrating and showing them how you deal with challenge and what your strengths are related to that. The failure is important as well, because it basically answers that, you know, what's your greatest weakness type of question? And what you need to do there is have the story, illustrate it, and then say, this is what I do differently now as a result. How I've learned, what tools you've come up with in order to overcome that challenge in the future.
0: Great. Essentially, in an interview, the biggest thing you want to get across is why they should hire you. So when you're trying to get that message across, how do you um, really put that together to ensure that it's coming across, but it's not so blatant that you're saying, you should hire me because of X, Y, Z? You
1: know what? I think that's a really confident way to put it, actually, too. Oh, really? Yeah. In some ways, like I've had clients, it's kind of like ask for the job at the end and say, look, I, you know, I feel I'm very qualified for this. I'm very interested. And I would love to be offered the position. I mean, why not? It's incredibly confident. Okay. So in terms of, we've got the stories of, you know, success, challenge, and weakness. And in terms of the why should I hire you, you want to sit for a few minutes to prepare for the interview and think about, okay, put yourself in the employer's shoes. You know, Mm -hmm. what would they be seeing from your resume? Remembering that all they see is your resume at first. They don't know everything else that you know. So you need to make sure you bring up that stuff, you know, that's not on your resume, for example, or may not be illustrated as well, just because it's just a quick bullet point. Mm -hmm. But think about if I was an employer, why would I want me in the first place? And put yourself in their shoes for a few
0: minutes. Right. And you can't just say, if I'm an employer, I want this person because they're fantastic and they're funny. (laughs)
1: Yes, exactly. It's got to be about specific experience skill set, education, certification, software, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You need to have those basic things. But I would also suggest you have the soft skills too, because remember, the soft skills are things that are critically important that take your, you know, application, so to speak, a step further. Anyone can get program or whatever it is, whatever type of job you're looking for. Mm -hmm. But if you're a great team player, if you're great at managing people and, you know, corralling the team and, and leading them effectively, that's stuff that you want to bring up in terms of why they should hire you because that's stuff they may not see directly on your resume.
0: You know, one other thing is you can't forget about yourself as the candidate in the process. And what are your thoughts about, you know, writing down why you yourself want this job? And is this something that you should maybe revisit after you have the interview just to see if, you know, what you said before the interview still matches up after you've had a chance to speak with them and find out more about the actual role in the company itself.
1: Yeah, totally. So remember that it's a two-way street with an interview. Sure, we all think of, oh, I have to get this job and it's just that one way. But no, it's you evaluating them as well. So you want to not only be able to talk about and let them, let them know why you want it. Because remember too, this is a little bit different. Being qualified for something is different from why you want the job. How does it fit into your long-term vision for your career, et cetera? No, it's not all about you and what you want. Of course, it's about the company, but they think about it. They want to hire someone that wants the job and is excited, right? We all would. So you want to be able to, for yourself after the interview, you know, make sure that it's something that you want and be able to communicate it effectively and honestly during the course of it as well.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Now, do you think that at any point during an interview, uh, the, a job seeker's knowledge or you know, level of confidence could be seen as um, something negative for the company? If they have, like, too much confidence, you mean? Yeah. hmm It depends
1: on the role. So what I would say to that, it's a great question is we all want to have an employee that's confident, right? Yeah. But some jobs would require you to be more so and some you should be less so. For example, being a doctor, heck yes, you need to be confident. I would hope so. (laughs) Absolutely, right? Mm -hmm. But for some other jobs, you don't want to be overconfident and you want like someone who, for example, is too confident could be perceived as not as good of a team player. So if it's Mm -hmm. a role that requires a lot of teamwork and you seem a little bossy or whatever it is, that could be a red red flag. So I think of it as like calm, like almost quiet confidence. It's not necessarily that you have to blow them away with it or roll over them with Mm -hmm. it, but you want to be sure of yourself and sure of understanding how you would fit into that role and how that role fits into the organization.
0: Now, you said a word that has gained a lot of buzz in the last year or so, and that's bossy. And especially when it comes to, you know, women and confidence, it can be kind of seen as, you know, you're being too bossy or you're being, you're coming on too strong. So do you think that any of these tips or suggestions could vary depending on, you know, where you are in your career, especially if you're a young woman just getting started out or you're a more advanced in your career and maybe you're a man, but you're you're looking to kind of do something different and you don't want to come across as too confident or too knowledgeable that you're labeled overqualified.
1: Yes, agreed. So as with any advice, you know, when I'm working with someone, I always tailor it to the individual. It's hot. You can't just give, you know, generalizations because to your point, it depends on the role. It depends on the industry. It depends on where you are in your career. If you're younger, yes, you want to seem confident, but also open. So what mm-hmm. I would do is be confident, but then add whatever is necessary for that role to kind of your plate, so to speak. Okay. So confident, but you can mention, you know, but I'm, I get that I'm, I'm early in my career. This is a new job for me or a new industry or whatever is relevant. And I, know, I realize I need to be open to learning from other people too. So just add that as a piece of it, if that mm-hmm. makes
0: sense. That sounds like um, a great idea and good pieces of advice there. And the last thing that you had touched on in your interview checklist, these seven items, was to write down what you would do in the first 90 days on the job. So what do you mean by that? Because, you know, I when I re- heard about that, I was like, well, shouldn't the employer know what they want you to do in the first 90 days? Yes, it's their job, right? Yeah. Totally, yes. Yeah. No, and I think that's a great question. And I'll
1: say two things. One that relates to the, you know, being prepared about why they should hire you. So number one, I really like it when people go in with a very short PowerPoint deck of, you know, not only why they should hire you, maybe that has a list of your soft skills on one of the slides, for example, and quick summary of your experience, maybe. But I like also having a plan because yes, the employer should know that, but that's not the point of this. The point is you're showing them your skill set, that you're mm-hmm. able to create a plan like this, that you understand their job, that you know what their needs are, and you're proactive enough to think about it and think critically about it. So if it's social media strategy, for example, I keep using that one, I know, just because I'm <laughs> kind of on that right now. But coming in and saying, okay, if I got this job, these are the things I would do. They want to know that you get that without them hand holding you the whole time. Right. Right, And they want to be able to see that you can think critically about all of that. That can help enormously.
0: Now, we're coming up against the clock today, but I wanted to give you a second here at the end to share any final thoughts or pieces of advice with our listeners when it comes to just being really prepared for interviewing.
1: I think what I would say is add to that PowerPoint deck that mm-hmm. you bring with you. I've had clients do PowerPoint and bring it on a computer too. I've had people have a little book, include anything from client testimonials, references, you know, projects you worked on and what other people said about it. I would bring in extra material because I think it shows initiative and it shows you're polished and professional.
0: Well, there you have it. And with that final piece of advice, we will wrap up today's show of Job Search Guide. We've been speaking with Hallie Crawford, and she is a career coach, speaker, job search expert, and owner of HallieCrawford.com. Hallie, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Now to find more employment-related shows, head over to LGNRadio.com. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future shows, do send our radio team an email at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. And don't forget that you can find all of our interviews on iTunes. Once again, I'm your host, Katie Chesney with LJN Radio, and I wish you the best of luck with your next interview.